So SwiftUI in iOS 14 finally has grids, and I want to talk about that in this episode. So let's create a quick view. We'll use a navigation view here, and inside of there, I'm going to use a scroll view. And then uh, we can just start out with some text here, and we'll give this a navigation title, and we're going to say this uh, is Homes for Rent. So that's going to be our view, and then we're going to uh, put... A, a list of images in here. And the way I'm gonna do that is by saying lazy V grid. So I'm gonna have a vertical grid and vertical grids expect columns. And if you look at this uh, method definition here, this is an array of grid items. It also specifies the alignment, some spacing, some pinned views, and then the content. So we're going to uh, specify the columns somewhere else. And then inside of here, we're going to be looping over some photos and displaying them. So let's really quick talk about the layout. In fact, let's just say uh, that we have a few text elements in here, just so that we can uh, take a look at how this looks. So I'm gonna have a computed property that's gonna be an array of grid items here. And say I return a grid item init, and there are three different choices I have here uh, for the style. And there's adaptive, fixed, and flexible. So let's first talk about fixed, because that's a little bit easier. I can say that I want fixed 100 point column. And uh, because I'm using a vGrid and it expects columns, uh, this will work. And we'll see how we can use this to do a horizontal grid, which expects rows using the same code. So now you can see I've got one column here, and uh, this actually looks a lot better if we use, uh, you know, maybe some rectangles. So we can actually see that we have this fixed size column, and if I make it bigger, you can see it like that. So let's say I have a 200 uh, column, and then I want another one here, which is a 100 point column. And so now I'm passing in two column definitions, both of them are fixed size. And notice that it's centering the content because it has two columns, it knows exactly how much space to take up and it's centering it. Uh, you can also uh, tell it to align this to the leading edge, in which case it'll be left aligned or the trailing edge, in which case it'll be right aligned. So those are fixed columns. And uh, we also have uh, some other ones, but before we get into that, let's actually start fleshing out a, a more realistic example here. So I have a list of photo names here. So I can say, uh, give me all the image names and give me all the, uh, we're gonna loop over the indexes of those, the indices. So that'll give me the index in each iteration of this loop. And then I'm gonna have an image with the photos.image names for that index. And so that gives me a photo. I want this to be resizable. And I also want the aspect ratio to be fit so that it actually can fit inside of uh, the container. And so now you can see we have uh, our two columns. It's fitting the image inside of the column. And so when it needs to, it will uh, create a new row. And I want to make it sort of obvious. Um, let's. Let's add these, uh, give it a corner radius to make this look a little bit more friendly. And then I wanna actually embed this in a Z stack. And one thing you can do now is uh, command click on a view and you can embed these in a different stack. 
Uh, unfortunately, Z stack is not in there, but I can just do uh, V stack first and then just change it. And then I want the alignment here to be bottom trailing uh, because I want to add a little text element to show which um, row this is. Um, and then we'll use a foreground color of white and then a font of title and maybe some padding so we can see it on the bottom right hand corner of each one of these images. So now you can see what the index is. So the next thing I want to take a look at is uh, a dynamic layout. So let's let's actually change this. Uh, I'm going to call this a dynamic layout. And here I want to have a state var for the uh, number of columns. Um, I'm going to actually bind this to a slider. So this actually needs to be a float. Uh, so let's do that real quick. I'm going to add a V stack inside of our scroll view here. Um, actually just outside of our scroll view. And then inside of, that needs to move over. Um, inside of our V stack, we'll add a slider. And the value here is going to be our columns. And then the range is gonna be one to maybe nine. We can have it like that. And then maybe we also need Let's add a text element for the columns is the number of columns. Also note that I don't have to put self in here anymore uh, because we're in a struct and I can tell that uh, self is kind of unnecessary here. Uh, so we don't actually need to do it in uh, many cases. Okay, uh, so what we want to do now is for this uh, number of columns, we're going to start at one. And then when you are adjusting this uh, slider, it's going to you know, update this value and that's going to uh, adjust our dynamic layout. So instead of doing it like this, I'm gonna say, give me an array uh, repeating a grid item with a style of flexible this time. And I'm not gonna give this any parameters. So we're just gonna say, give me a flexible column and how many is going to be an integer conversion of our columns here. So that's gonna give us our dynamic layout. Uh, let's try to resume this. Okay, so now we can see that we've got one column and as I move the slider, actually I need to resume the live preview so we can see it, change the slider. And as soon as I get to two, you can see that now I've got two, now I've got three. And what we can also do here is on our V grid, here I can set animation default, and now it'll actually animate between these changes as I change these columns, and we give it a second to sort of catch up and load all these images in. In fact, that's probably what that delay was, is loading these large uh, images in. Uh, but now we have a really cool flexible layout, and it's going to um, basically fit the content into however many columns we have. Now we can say that there's a minimum uh, size. If we do flexible, notice that there's a minimum and a maximum. So let's say our minimum is like 80 and maybe our maximum is like 180. So if we do that, um, it's going to uh, prevent our views from growing, but it's still gonna be in one column. Right? And when I say that there's two columns, then 
uh, it's going to, you know, it'll fit it in two columns if it can. And in this case it can, it can, you know, maximize the spacing that we have here. Uh, so that's the, the flexible content type. And uh, one thing we might want to do here is add another preview. Um, so if I go over here, let's stop this. And I'm going to click this button here, which is going to duplicate this preview, which you can see right down here. And that gives me another you know, device to use. And in this case, maybe I want to use a preview device that is uh, maybe the iPad 8,1, which allows us to show kind of a you know, much larger iPad-sized screen. So we'll give that a second to boot up. Um, so that is, you know, this dy dynamic layout. Um, let's also give our, for our navigation style, let's use the stacked uh, navigation style. And we'll put that on the navigation view itself. And uh, so let's take a look at, you know, moving the columns around on the iPad very similar layout here, but now we have some more space that we can work with. So let's add another layout here. Uh, this time I'm going to make a fixed layout, which will be an array of grid items. Uh, again, that'll be a computed property. And this time we will say, we're going to init a, a fixed size of 200, then init with a fixed size of 100 or maybe 400. So the center column is kind of bigger and then fixed here for 200 again. So now if I just change my layout here to fixed layout and resume our preview, now we have a much different view of the content, but it is always going to be fixed and the sizes are going to be uh, the sizes that you've specified here. So if we take a look at, if we stop this preview and look at it on the phone here, uh, this isn't going to make much sense because this is, you know, way too much uh, content. So you can see how everything's kind of like, you know, expanded out uh, beyond the, the available space. So you really only want to use fixed columns for things that you really know, but um, really know the size of. But you could say, I want a uh, maybe an 80 point column here. And then maybe for the other one, you want a flexible uh, column. And so for this one, um, it would work on the phone and it also works on the iPad. We can also use something called an adaptive layout. And so I'm going to do this again, again, returning an array of grid items. And this time I'm going to have uh, two columns. So we're going to initialize this one with a, an adaptive size. And here I'm going to say the minimum is 80 and the maximum is 400. And we can also control spacing and alignment and stuff like that in that column. And then again, I'm going to have another one that's adaptive. And this one is a minimum of 380 and a maximum of 400. Actually, make, let me make the minimum a little bit smaller on this one just so that it will still work on the phone. So let's see what this does. If we change our layout now to the adaptive layout and resume our preview. So what this is going to do is uh, this essentially gives us two columns, but it will fit as many items as it can inside that column if it has the space. So what we're saying is the minimum space uh, for the items inside of here is 80, uh, but there's two columns in here. And so it fits two items side by side inside of there at their minimum size if it can. Um, and it will potentially grow them up to their maximum size if it can. 
so this ends up giving us uh, these houses here, 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. You can see how the index is you know, still flowing just like you might expect. And then again, on the iPad, it can actually fit quite a bit more content in that first column. So what we're seeing here is these items here, 0, 1, 2, and 3, come from this first column and four and five come from the second column. So if I actually make the minimum size bigger, notice that it can only fit one now, and so the rest flow off to this side. So this allows for some really complex layouts to be expressed pretty easily in SwiftUI. And as we saw, because uh, all of this stuff uses the implicit animations in SwiftUI, um, if we have a layout that's dynamic or if we wanna switch between layouts um, that are dynamic, then um, it's actually pretty easy to do that just by adding an animation and everything will animate nicely. So that's a look at SwiftUI grids.